Hi friends, if you feel depleted and at times overwhelmed searching for more, if you want to reclaim your voice, peace, and power, this show is for you. I'm Evelyn Glick. I love fashion, interior design, and spicy foods. I'm obsessed with personal development and human behavior. Here, I'll be discussing mindset, relationships, lifestyle, and so much more. I believe to live an empowered life, we must crush those limiting beliefs holding us back from stepping into our fabulousness because playing small doesn't serve anyone. Hi, listeners. Today, I want to welcome Jennifer Legra. She is a mom, retired teacher, and the creator of this amazing group, Facebook group called Drinking the Whole Bottle. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Evelyn. So nice to have you here. So tell me a little bit about your group, your Facebook group. The Facebook group started from the larger website, which is also called Drinking the Whole Bottle. And that is a community. I like to tell people it's like a community for essentially like inviting people to live their best life as cliche as that sounds, but essentially like uncorking their life, living life uncorked is the tagline, which to me means really embracing everything, right? Because you can't uncork a bottle and just have some of the flavor come out. Like it's all got to come out. Um, And so really it's just a space for celebration, for fun, to remind you of like all the beautiful things that happen in life, which are often mixed in with all of the bitter things too. But from the bitter, I think often we find the sweet. So it's just a, it's a fun celebratory space. I love the title. It's a really catchy title. It's like, oh, I want to know more about that. What led you to this career shift? Yeah. So it's definitely been an evolution. 10 years ago, I was a teacher in New Jersey, as was my husband. We actually met in the classroom. We were both teaching assistants to the main teacher. So we hit our relationship for like half a year. Um, And so we were both teachers. And when we met, we, we talked about living abroad, teaching abroad. We had always wanted to go abroad and neither one of us through college did any kind of study abroad program, you know, kind of fast forward, we were together a bunch of years and we decided to look into teaching abroad finally. Um, But at the time I was, I was kind of going through this wanting to change it up and I had always wanted to write. And so we decided to look into places that we could move where we could live on one salary. So he would continue in education. He still is in education. He loves it. I don't think he ever wants to leave that. And then I was going to stay home and start focus on writing. And then around the same time, we realized that I was pregnant. I knew the, I knew the writing focus was going to have to shift a little bit, <laughs> um, but that's, that's really where it all started, right? We moved them. We moved to the Dominican Republic Um, We were newlyweds. We had a baby. I started this blog called Drinking the Whole Bottle. And for a really long time, Drinking the Whole Bottle was just, it was just a blog. Uh, And then everything's an evolution, right? Everything, nothing stays the same. And so I started to try to think of what I could do with Drinking the Whole Bottle that was more than than just a blog. And as just a blog, I loved it so much. Um, But I wanted to kind of 
think through what the next phase of drinking the whole bottle would be. And, you know, people who had read it and then people who started following me on Instagram, you know, really related to this idea of just celebrating life, right? Uncorking all of it, drinking it all up, all of the savoring. And so then we started celebrating more and then there'd be more to write about and we'd celebrate even more. Um, And so that's really how all of the shift happened. That's great. You realized you needed to evolve and go to the next level and do something to expand the blog. Was there anything about the change in your life and slash career that surprised you? both in a good way or in a bad way that you were like, oh, I, this was not expected. You know, I don't actually think there were many surprises. I think it was just, I think for me, it was a one foot in front of the other kind of thing. Like I had no idea what I was doing when I started a blog. And so I just, I learned what I had to do to blog. And then I did that. And because I think I had no real sense of what I was doing, nothing came as a surprise. Um, And I think also this, the idea of being an entrepreneur or kind of going out on your own at that time, wasn't as out there as it is now. Like I think now there's so many, there's courses and programs and things that you can do to teach yourself how to do that. But at that time, it was like just me Googling things and getting the education and learning what I could do. So it was like, oh, okay, so I'm going to do this now. And then I would do that. And then I would pivot and tweak and all of those things. Um, So I guess nothing and everything was a surprise. And then as it evolved or as I read something else, I would implement something else and see how that worked out. And then this Instagram thing came to be and people were like, oh, you've got to get on Instagram. So I started that and had no idea what I was doing with that either. Right. So it was really just a one foot in front of the other and still is. I still don't know what I'm doing. I just... I've done this for so long now. And by this, I mean, just being in the space of creating whatever this life is, um, that I know things are, there are moments that are going to be hard and there, and through those moments, we just have to kind of like break through them a little and get to whatever the next step is. Like there is no right or wrong step. There's just the next step. Yes. I love that. You know, my, the reason why I started the podcast was about that is about really living, stepping into your best life, because sometimes society and the expectations that we all have sort of makes us be in the certain box and we don't want to branch out of that. So, I mean, I needed to do some work on that myself. So I, I think you're such a free spirit, you know, you live, you live the moment or am I wrong? You live the moment and you go according to the flow And actually being in alignment with that is so beautiful because you might need to pivot. Like you said, you might need to change. You don't really add a lot of expectations to it. You don't have that heaviness of it needs to look a certain way. You sort of go with it. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. And then there's pieces of it. I blame it on the fact that I'm a cusp birthday. So I'm a Capricorn and Aquarius (laughs) and Capricorns are very like, organized, have to have their SHIT together, like all of this, right? And Aquarius is very free spirited and flowy. So I don't, the two of them together don't make sense, but that's how I could make sense of myself then as well, because there is so much about the life that we're living. And part of it, I do think has a lot to do with the fact that we, that we now live abroad, right? We've been abroad for 10 years. Um, It's a long, it's a long time. 
whenever I think about that, I'm like, oh my gosh, 10 years is a long time. I'm sorry to interrupt. How old are your kids? Uh, my daughter is nine and a half and our son just turned eight. So they basically have been. They, my son has a Dominican passport. Like he is <laughs> Dominican. My daughter, just because of, she was born in the Dominican Republic too, but because of, I don't even know, they called it like an accidental, I'm doing air quotes, an accidental birth abroad which is the craziest thing I've ever heard. So she didn't get the Dominican passport, but on her American passport, it says birthplace, Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. Um, They've never lived in the U.S. Are they fluent in Spanish? Because I know that you speak to them in English. Are they fluent? We, um, We speak to them more in English now. The first five or six years or so of their life, we, I only spoke to them in Spanish. And my husband, who um, he, before I met him, he lived in Guatemala for like nine or 10 months to learn Spanish and to learn how to salsa dance. So I, nice. so he really did his part. Like he also really only spoke to them in Spanish as well. And then we had a nanny when we lived in DR and she, she was Haitian, but spoke to them in Spanish too. So like it was, they were really surrounded by Spanish speaking people, including us, right? Like most of our Americans were from the U S or Canadian, like a bunch of the international teachers, but we really wanted to make that effort to only speak to them in Spanish. And then moving here, now we're in Mexico, their school is a bilingual school. So part of their school day is in English and the other part of their school day is in Spanish. I feel extremely guilty and there's a mental note right now for me because, uh, so I was born in the Dominican Republic, right? But I came to this country when I was seven and, and I, you know, my husband is Jewish and he knows mine and he doesn't know a lot of Spanish. So my daughter is really, and I'm wearing Long Island in a community that has not a lot of Spanish speaking people. So so she doesn't know very much Spanish. And I'm, we try, we do try, but her friends don't speak it. It's like, it's not what she does on TV, you know, the Disney channels and all that. And it's so hard. She's also nine and a half, almost 10. Um, so I have to make an effort because when she speaks to my mother is, you know, they're doing this broken Spanish, broken English dance. <laughs> How does motherhood? Well, before I ask that question, do you miss being in the U.S.? I want to say yes, but truly I, we don't. Um, There are things that I miss about the U S and really I would say it's just people. Um, You know, we have, we have our people back in the U S and so that becomes really hard, especially coming out of a year like this one where we at our, at our highest, we were probably going back to the States to visit twice a year. So we would go back for Christmas for a few weeks. And then we go back in the summer for like six to eight weeks. So we get a good amount of time back to visit people. Um, but then you have a year like this where like we haven't, we couldn't see anybody. Um, we've been really fortunate that both of my parents retired probably like our very, very early on in our time abroad. And when we were still living in the Dominican Republic, they were able to come and stay with us and they'd stay with us for like two or three months. So that, yeah, that was huge because I think I'd have, I'd have a much harder time being abroad if we couldn't get that much time together. Mm -hmm. 
And it's funny because we often say if we lived still in New Jersey, we probably wouldn't spend as much quality time with them as we do now. Like there's been years where between us going back for the length of time that we do and then coming to stay with us, we've lived with them for like five months out of a year. Wow. <laughs> what a gift. But the, how wonderful that you were able to spend that time with your parents because it's true having that connection, especially for your kids, that must have been really special. Such beautiful timing. The universe has a way of doing things, I think. It really is. Like our kids are actually, my parents actually are with us now. Like they got their second vaccine in like the middle of March. And so they, they got here a week ago today and our kids are, we're just so super ecstatic and over the moon about it. Um, and so I get, going back to your original question, I, we miss people and you're from the East coast tri-state area as well. You know, like the hustle, the bustle, the rat race, the hamster wheel always turning that at least us, that our experience in New Jersey was that. And once we moved to, I mean, we lived in a, on like a Caribbean Island, right? Like life is slower there. Totally chill life. Anything <laughs> in Mexico, like life here is much slower. Our time in DR, that life was going to be slower and it wasn't going to be so much about work, 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 work. And there was something about that, especially where we were, right? We had just gotten married. We were having a baby. So being able to, I mean, my, my husband's boss would say to him on like their after the days that they had after school meetings, she'd be like, just go home and be with your family. Like, oh my goodness. that would never have happened in New Jersey. You know, very quickly, we were able to see the difference between if we were still in New Jersey, our life. And the time that we have as a family would just be so different. Newborn babies to straight up kids. And we've been able to be there for so much of it. And our family is, is just really tight knit because of that, that I know we would never have gotten if we were still in the U.S. Jennifer, what a beautiful cultural experience for your kids too to travel, to adapt to other cultures, to learn another language, to expose them to all this. I mean, what a blessing. It's really a gift. How has motherhood factor in your career decisions, if at all? I mean, so much. And I mean, even thinking back to when we decided to move abroad and we were moving to the Dominican Republic and my focus was, well, I'm you know, my husband's going to keep working. Mike is going to keep being a teacher and I'm going to write. And then we found out I was pregnant. So I was like, well, that's not really <laughs> all this time. I thought I was going to devote to writing is out the window. And so the blog started very slowly because obviously I was like doing these two huge things at the same time. And then the second year that we were living in DR, we came back for that school year and I was pregnant with our son. So the first couple of years was really slow to grow everything. And then, and then it just became, and then they got into school. Right. And so now my thought, I never had a moment where I wasn't grateful for the fact that I was making my own schedule. And so if there was like a, you know, their birthday party or something and you can bring in a cake and whatever, right? Like I didn't have to go crazy and rearrange my schedule and I had to take the day off and what's going to happen if I can't, right? Like I could always, I could always be there. If there was like a Mother's Day celebration or even if they're sick, right? I know one of the worst 
feelings of being a teacher is having, is being sick yourself or having a sick kid or needing a day off. And as a teacher, you're like, oh my God, but the emergency plans and now like, there's so much that comes with calling out sick when I was a teacher that you'd almost rather not do it at all. And you're like, I'll just go to school and be like miserable. And so that didn't happen anymore. Right. Because if one of our kids was sick and they couldn't go to school, my husband still was able to go to work and not even think twice about it because I was here and my work was flexible enough, is flexible enough that like I can do both things. I mean, I think that that's part of what's kept us abroad at, at them being such a young age, right? Is like, we're able to live this certain kind of life that we value And so if that means that sometimes our power goes out or sometimes, right, we're still living in a third world country. So it's awesome, but there's, there's stuff that sucks, right? We, I was telling you earlier, we have guys that are coming today to fix our air conditioner and they said they were going to come two hours ago and they're still not here. And right, there's things that are inconvenient about living in Mexico or living in DR, but the value that we get as a family has trumped that in so many ways that we're like, well, if we have to live with the inconveniences to live this kind of life where I could stay home, work on this business, work on the things that I am passionate about, be flexible and have that time for our kids and our family, then that's the, it's, it's a very simple, clear decision for Mike and I. Yeah, I, I totally hear what you're saying. And I, it resonates with me because I was that working mom, high stress, rushing to take the railroad to make it to the city. I needed a rush for that train to get my daughter from, from the after school program she was in, get home at six o'clock, deal with the dinners and da 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 yeah. And so, you know, COVID gave us this opportunity to look at life differently people had it much worse, right? Like people lost family members and had horrible tragedies. I'm not minimizing any of that. Right. But for the people like you and I, where we needed to just look at life differently. I mean, you were already living a different life that wasn't so scheduled, thank God. But the struggle of working moms, when you step back and realize the flexibility in being your own boss, wow, right? It's amazing. It really is. I mean, I don't know. I think about it often because obviously my, my husband's a working dad and it's just different. (laughs) He, I remember this one soccer game. It was, I had a couple of girlfriends who were going out of town for just the evening and they had asked me to go along. My husband's like, you should go, you should go. Like you so need this. It'll be so much fun. And I had said yes. And then (laughs) I thought, oh my gosh, but Santiago's our son. I said, but Santi has a soccer game. And he's like, so I go. And in my mind is like, what if he scores a goal? What if they win the game? Because he had just started soccer and they had lost a, a bunch of games. So what if he wins the game? What if this is like the game that they win and I'm not there. And my husband was just like, he like, couldn't get it. And for me, it was such an emotional decision to make. And I said, you know what? Like, I'm going to go to the game and then I'll figure out how I can get there. And if I can't, then I can't, because I knew that the one that I would regret more is not going to the soccer game. Um, And so that's what I did. I went to the game. They did win, by the way, had friends that happened to be going later. So I caught a ride with them. And so it all worked out. 
But it is one of those things that I think about. It takes a mom to understand. It really is. And so I feel so much for moms when they're like, oh, I have to choose between like taking the day off and going to this Mother's Day celebration or not doing that. And here in Mexico and in DR, I'd say a lot of moms don't work. And so for the ones that do, they're like, my kid is often going to be the only one who doesn't have a mom there. And I'm like, you need to take off, right? Like it's so, it's such a hard balance. Such a hard balance. This reminds me of, you know, you were sharing that experience with soccer. I have an experience that I will never forget. it can easily bring me to tears. My daughter was in preschool. She was four at the time. And there was a little Mother's Day celebration, but they changed it to Thursday. Some religious thing, whatever, Thursday was a better day. By the time they they updated it and told me about it, I couldn't change the date. Right. So I asked some parents, a few moms said, you know what? It's totally low key. It's like a, an hour thing. Don't worry about it it's okay. Uh, some of the moms are not going to be there. When I picked up my, my daughter that day, mm. the disappointment in her face was real. She was four. I'll never forget it. I said, never again. If I have to call in sick, if I have to make up a story, whatever it is, never again. I mean, she knew I wasn't showing, right. but she didn't realize how much she was going to miss me there so hard. So it's very difficult. And I love to work. I want to give her an example of all that wonderfulness of being a woman and being a complete whole person. But motherhood just changes. It's just different, right? No, it it really does. It changes. I mean, it it changes the priorities that you have for things, right? Like it's same. I love, I love writing. I love drinking the whole bottle. I love all of the different things that I do and that I'm building, but If there is, I mean, the choices that I make are usually based in something sentimental (laughs) and something emotional. And so the emotion always wins out. And for me, I know that where all of my emotions lie is with, is the family piece. Yeah, totally. Tell me, is there something that you still struggle with either as a mom or as a career person? Because we all have something to work on. I'd say probably balance, um, especially, especially through COVID, right? Because now my kids are school-aged kids. So before COVID, they would go to school with their dad because that's another fortunate thing that we have is that he's working in the same, it's a, it's a big campus. So even though he's working with the high school, they, they as elementary school kids are all on the same campus. So they'll go to school with him and then I'll work from home, but Obviously, COVID changed all of that. And so everybody's working from home, um, including my husband. And so because I have the quote unquote flexible career, it's easier for me to just say like, well, I could do that later. And right now I have to do this, right? And so my, my main focus when we got into the whole online learning and all of just COVID in general was making sure that the kids were okay. Cause it was such a crazy, weird time, especially in the beginning when you're like, wait, what, what's happening? Like you can get this from like touching a surface and right. There was so many unknowns and we were very, um, I'll call us very safe <laughs> for lack of a better word. Like we really were like, okay, we shouldn't go out. We're not going out. We're going to stay home. We're going to just be together, the four of us. And so I was really concerned with how to make this 
with how to stay really safe, but how to make it not scary, how to make it fun, how to make it not feel weird because everything was weird. And so in the morning when they would have school, right, from like 8 a.m., let's say, to 2 o'clock, my focus was really on them and helping them with school or helping them. Like if it was recess time, I'd be like, okay, it's recess. Like we go outside, we dance, we jump rope, we ride bikes. Like I was very aware of what they were doing and how they were doing. And my husband was still working, right? Because he has the quote unquote traditional job and he has to be there and he has to be at those meetings. So, so much of my focus really went to the kids and the family. And then when they were done, I would see if I could squeeze in some work stuff, right? Fast forward to a year something later, we're still kind of doing that, right? And so I, it's finding that balance of at some point, I have to assume, hope, expect for them to do it on their own, which now they really, they can more and then balance the other part of me, which is wanting to expand, wanting to grow a business, wanting to make income, wanting to make more income, wanting to see like all the new avenues and new connections that I can make. And that's hard. I'm cleaning the house and I'm taking care of the kids. And so obviously something has to give and what gives is my focus on growing a business, um, which again, I know is the right choice. Like that, it just feels right in my soul that that's the right choice. But there are definitely days where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've gotten nothing done. Yeah, that balance was is so hard for me too. I, I get it because of the same reasons that, I mean, I'm in New York. It was like, it was a hot zone here for a long time. Um, and the numbers are much better and all that. But, you know, starting my own business and pivoting into self-development and coaching and taking the courses online and, you know, and all the certifications and all this, but, but how do you generate a business when you're not taking the time to do it? Because it's the laundry, it's the cooking, it's all the stuff, it's all the things, right? And we, I don't know about you, but I know that I just keep adding to my list. You know, it's like, can I do, let's see, I have that podcast interview at 2 30 I can probably go to the supermarket and <laughs> and all the things right a good um connection to go to the next question which is how do you manage stress oh I push it down just <laughs> a self-care routine yeah I think that's another thing I, I got earlier on into being a mom before any of this business stuff was something I was building and it was I was focusing more on the blog aspect of drinking the whole bottle mothering, especially for me, I, there's so many women who would say that that newborn phase was the most amazing and so easy. And that was their favorite. And I was like, hell no, (laughs) this is so hard. I really struggled through. I mean, I had, I had issues with our daughter. It was with our son. It wasn't even really an issue because I, I knew more at that point. With our daughter, I had like breastfeeding issues and she wasn't gaining weight and you're a new mom and people were like, no, it's, it's working. You just don't see it. And I was like, I really don't think it's working. And so there were so many issues, um, with breastfeeding and just being a newborn mom, I found to be incredibly hard. My personality fits the age where my kids are now. Um, I think better, I think better than being a newborn mom. 
And so when she was about five, six months that now we have, we had figured out a bit more of a rhythm into being parents, right? I knew very quickly that I was going to have to take time for me. Otherwise, like nobody in the house was going to make it. Like everything was going to burn to the ground if I didn't take that time. And so I'm very lucky that I have a partner who is 50-50 with me. And so if I, if I said to him, I'm going to do this with my friends, or I remember one specific weekend, I wanted to go to the beach for like the weekend. And he was like, you got to go have a good time. I've got it covered. Everything will be okay. And so then I was able to do that because it was especially, you know, I think for a first time mom, moms in general, between moms and dads, like dads are like, everything's great. And moms are like, but what if, what if, what if there's all of these questions and worries that you have as a mom in general, but then as a first time mom, like forget about it. And so learned very, very early on that if I didn't take that time for myself and whatever that meant, sometimes it was just in the Dominican Republic, it was freaking hot. And so sometimes I would just take myself to our bedroom, turn on the air conditioner and like read a book. And I was like, don't, don't come bother me. Like, let me just have this hour of sitting on, you know, a comfortable bed in the air conditioner, like reading my book or doing whatever the heck I want to do. But I just, I just need you to leave me alone. (laughs) Yes. That is what happens too. You know, we talk about all the fantastic things about being home in this togetherness. This togetherness can be like, can I have half an hour to read a book? Without any interruptions, just me time. I did not realize how much the me time was was less and less. So taking that time for self-care, even if, like you said, it could be reading a book in silence. It could be whatever it is pleasurable to you. So that's why I wanted to ask, talking about that before. But now can you name one or two things that you do for self-care when you think the stress is like, okay, the stress is getting up there. I need me time. What is me time for you? What is self-care to you now? I'd say it's still pretty similar. A lot of it is just like, I just want to be alone. For me, I think, and that doesn't even mean, it doesn't mean meditating. It doesn't mean reading a book. It doesn't mean taking a bath. Like these are all things that I'll do, but it really is just being alone. I just want quiet so that I could drop into whatever is going on in my mind. And like, I don't have to answer a question. I don't have to fix a problem. I don't need to come up with a solution to something. Like I just want to be alone. (laughs) And a lot of that will still entail writing or journaling because that is where my heart and my passion always will be. But really it's just finding the quiet. Yes. I like finishing the interview. I like finishing with three rapid questions. Okay. Happiness to me is what came to me right now is a, is a cocktail on a beach. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> the world needs more time, time to like be quiet, time to just time to accept things, to embrace things. I would like to be remembered for welcoming and inviting everyone to one of the metaphors I think that I say a lot is like inviting people to 
the party, but the party being their life, right? And welcoming people in into that, welcoming either welcoming them into my space of drinking the whole bottle, but also inviting them to create that own their own party and celebration in their own life. I love that. It's it's what it should be. It's stepping into your your greatest most exciting life. You yes. represent that very well. I love your energy, Jennifer. Thank you for doing this interview. Great success in wherever you go. Tell the listeners where we can find you, how they can connect to you, the, the, your Instagram handle and all the good stuff. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure talking to you. It was so fun because usually people ask me about like drinking the whole bottle stuff, but I don't get to talk that much about being a mom through all of that. So this has been really lovely. Um, but you can find me most places. If you Google drinking the whole bottle or drinking the whole bottle.com is the website on Instagram. It's drinking the whole bottle. And then on Facebook, um, both the page and the group are drinking the whole bottle. The group is where most of the fun happens. Uh, and either one Facebook or Instagram are both, I'm very visible on both of those platforms. And if you message me on either one of those, like it's always me that answers back. So I love connecting on both of those places. Great. Thank you, Jennifer. Great success. And I'm part of that group. So don't miss it. Thank you so much, Jennifer. We'll stay in touch. Okay.